Hey, everybody. Welcome to Trashy Divorces. It's Wednesday's Trashy Breakups edition. I'm Alicia. My name is Stacy, and we are here with another sparkling breakup, not divorce. <laughs> this one came from a meetup that we had, actually, with several trash pandas. Oh, this is the one you're following up on today? Trashy. Mm-hmm. So thanks to Tracy, Joanna, Esther, and Amy, we had a rollicking good time at an outdoor patio, safely as could be, and uh, it was a great chat. This is Mary Louise Parker and Billy Crudup featuring Claire Danes and an angry cab driver. It was kind of a trashy breakup. Yeah. This one had missed my radar, so I was grateful for the trash pandas to clue us in. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, and I think it's because I have tremendous affection for the work of all of these people. Like, it, I think I just don't pay attention for the bad stories about them. Anyway. But you paid attention this week, and this is your Trashy Breakups for this holiday, holiday spectacular episode. Yeah, wrap yourself in mistletoe. and <laughs> Alicia, people say that all is well that ends well, but let's face it, there's a middle part you got to go through. Oh, the middle part sucks. Can really, really suck. That sucky middle part... That's the part we're going to focus on today, as we recount a pretty grim period in the life of acclaimed and much-awarded actress, deservedly so, Mary Louise Parker. Mary Louise was the youngest of four children, born to an army judge, so her early childhood was very mobile, as army brats often often are. There were stays in Tennessee, Texas, Thailand. They were big on tea places, apparently, as well as Germany and France. And whether it was the frequent moves or just her disposition, she was a quiet, bookish child who never really felt comfortable, like anywhere that she was. In 2003, she told Simon Fanshaw of the London Sunday Times, quote, I don't ever remember wanting to be an actress before I knew what it was. I was too shy at school to do it. I was terribly unsocial, very solitary. I oftentimes felt a real inability to communicate as a child. It was excruciating. It was funny when I started acting because it was just easy, natural. It's the one time I can fully communicate with the world, and I feel completely unselfconscious, honest, and present in the world in a way that is often difficult for me to feel in life. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. She continues, before I was this incredibly awkward, lonely, look at me wrong and I'll cry kind of girl. It transformed me, absolutely, socially. So, Mary Louise graduated high school in Tempe, Arizona and then graduated from the University of North Carolina School of Arts in 1986, at which time, as one does, she hopped up on to New York City to pursue a career in the theater. Good for her. Mm -hmm. Also, as one does, there were lots of way, 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 way off Broadway roles. Then she picked up a part in the soap opera Ryan's Hope. Oh, Ryan's Hope. Soap operas paying the bills when law and order doesn't. (laughs) You gotta love that New York City job machine. Mm -hmm. Then she picked up a part in the 1989 film Longtime Companion. And finally, Mary Louise Parker took Broadway by storm, starting with her 1990 debut in Prelude to a Kiss. This is also where she picked up her first Tony Award nomination. From there, she was everywhere. Grand Canyon, Fried Green Tomatoes, The Client, Bullets Over Broadway, Boys on the Side, and immediately became one of the most recognizable performers of the day. And here is where we shall park Mary Louise at the Trashy Breakups Depot. Can we leave her at the Whistle Stop Cafe just for my... Whistle Stop Cafe. Perfect. Thank you. 
at the Trashy Breakups Whistle Stop Cafe and introduced the man who, beginning in 1996, she would spend eight years with. Wow, that's a long time. Let's meet William Gaither Crudup, better known as Billy, born July 8th, 1968 on Long Island, and notably perhaps only for us, his parents divorced when he was young, then they remarried each other, and then they divorced again. Really? Two up, two down, same couple? How does that conversation go the second time around, right? Isn't every child of divorce like, oh, I hope my parents get, get back, back together. together. And then they do, and then they really crush you. Like, wow. Okay. The good news is that Billy has two brothers, one older and one younger, so he was not journeying through this emotional horror show by himself. His family left New York when he was eight for Texas and then Florida, which is where he graduated from high school in Fort Lauderdale. So here's a little bit from an August 2020 profile of Billy by Emin Saner in The Guardian about his childhood and why he was driven more toward having a stable acting career with interesting characters rather than trying to become like a massive movie star and Hollywood leading man. Okay. The stability was important to him. The middle sibling of three brothers moved around a lot. Quote, my way of fitting in was being a class clown. His parents divorced when he was young. They later remarried and divorced a second time. So he was brought up largely by his mother, who worked in advertising for political parties in Dallas. Interesting. Mm -hmm. His father, he says, was a, and then there are quotation marks, businessman. He puts a questioning inflection on the word with a mischievous smile. Quote, he was constantly looking for the genius idea that would make him financial success. What he gravitated towards was a more fringe kind of profession. He liked gambling, and he liked being a bookie and a loan shark. He would often buy products that had failed in the marketplace and then try to remarket them because he was a very charming, charismatic person, so he was terrific at selling things. But he had trouble sustaining interest, so we had things like inflatable ice chests and umbrella hats stored in the basement. Occasionally, a shipment of stone crabs would fall off the bus, he says with a comedy wink, and he would try to offload them on the off-ramp of the freeway. He was a hustler. Wow. Businessman. Mm -hmm. So the writer says, you know, he adored his sons. He was very affectionate, but that didn't mean he had an edge because Crudup adds, you know, he also had a gun. Wow. So he goes on to say, my mom was trying to provide a stable sort of middle-class normative upbringing, and my dad had a business partner named Mr. O who had a pit bull named Bullet. Oh. In retrospect, there were some difficult moments because he struggled with alcohol, but the affection that I have for people on the fringes comes out when I get to play quote-unquote eccentrics. Okay. Billy also went to college in North Carolina at UNC Chapel Hill and then headed to New York City at the conclusion to earn his MFA from NYU. That's a lot of letters. That is some XQRYZ Masters right there. of Fine Art from New York University. Fantastic. In 1994. Presumably leaving the door open to become a professor or maybe high school. Presumably keeping a side Doors open. open, sure. If the performing angle does not come to pass. Lo and behold, in 1996, he was cast in a play called Bus Stop. This production was famously adapted for the screen in 1955 with the lead role of Sherry, played by none other than Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. It's a good film. In this 96 revival, Sherry was played by 
Mary Louise Parker, and Billy was cast as a hot-headed young cowboy in romantic pursuit of her. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The production received generally favorable reviews, a little, a little mixed reviews, but not long after, Billy and Mary Louise were living together in Manhattan, their acting careers blossoming around them. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are, rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know. Try like, to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to <laughs> podcasts on. Yeah, podcast your, homecasts. Your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. Mary Louise was on stage and on the screen during their seven-year relationship, a period that would culminate with her role in HBO's adaptation of Angels in America in 2003. She also had the Amy Gardner role on West Wing that originated in this period. Billy, most memorably to me and probably to you, Alicia, appeared in 2000's Almost Famous as guitar player Russell Hammond of the band Stillwater. Oh, that's Billy Crudup? That's Billy Crudup. Okay, thank you. I have been trying to... Figure out where you've seen him. Yeah. He's in a lot of... Like, he really... He works a lot. He also... I didn't know this. He voiced those MasterCard priceless ads back in the day. You know, like, the feeling you get from a cat meow. Priceless. Anyway, that was his voice. He says that doing those ads, it went on for several years, gave him a financial cushion. To, oh, I bet. To so really, he could really he could pick some part. interesting roles. Mm-hmm. Also, Almost Famous is a really, really good movie. It is. It is. We may have to pull something off that soundtrack to name oh. this episode. Great. I am a rock and roll god. So, yay, that's all phenomenal. Congrats to you both, you happy, happy people. And lo and behold, by 2003, they were expecting their first child, a baby boy. Wowee! What a time to be alive! This is all very exciting! Except. Oh no. From Entertainment Weekly, January 14th, 2004. Mary Louise Parker is up for a Golden Globe for her role in Angels in America, but her most stunning performance in recent months may have been maintaining a brave face after Big Fish star Billy Crudup terminated their seven-year relationship, reportedly leaving her for Claire Danes. Oh. While Parker was seven months pregnant. (sighs) Oh, no. Parker delivered a boy on January 7th at New York's St. Vincent's Hospital, the New York Daily News reports, and she's named him William after his father. Parker, 39, and Crudup, 35, had been living together for seven years, since co-starring in a stage revival of Bus Stop in 1996. In November, Crudup's camp acknowledged that he'd split from Parker, but insisted that he and 24-year-old Danes were just good friends. Uh-huh. Sure they are. Yeah. They'd known each other for 10 years. They'd... Anyway. So poor everyone in this situation, to be honest. 
Billy and Claire were over in 2006, so that wasn't a long-term thing. And Claire would comment a little bit elliptically in 2015. That was a scary thing. That was really hard. I didn't know how to not do that. I was just in love with him and needed to explore that. And I was 24. I didn't quite know what those consequences would be, but it's okay. I went through it. She obviously got a lot of tabloid flack. A lot of many things are said about women who appear to... Anyway, relationships are complicated. Relationships are complicated. Breakups are complicated. All of it. To her great credit, Mary Louise has avoided addressing the whole mess in the press. The closest that she's come, as far as anyone can tell, is in her 2015 memoir, Dear Mr. You, which is structured as a series of 34 letters to significant men in her life, with titles like Dear Risk Teacher, Dear NASA, and the one that caught a lot of people's eye. Oh, no. Dear Mr. Cab Driver. Oh, Mr. Cab Driver. Oh, poor Mr. Cab Driver. This is an apology letter to a cabbie who was supposed to take her about 20 blocks from her home for a thing that would have taken about 40 minutes. She doesn't specify what. But she writes that she had not been leaving her house much, and heading out that day took some coaxing. She zoned out in the cab, only to realize after a few minutes that the driver was going the wrong way, leading to what seems like a rather epic and profanity-laced meltdown in the back seat. Shit, goddamn, I mean, why? I mean, why the hell? No, where are you going now? This is still wrong. Jesus, this is the wrong way too. <sighs> Which is, I'm sure, what every cabbie in New York looks forward to. The cabbie asks that she not swear at him, insisting that he'll get her there, trying to turn up his music to drown her out, grabbing a map of the United States, which only escalates her ill temper in the moment because, like, <laughs> oh, we need to get no. to Chelsea. No. Yeah. <laughs> not to This Pika. is where you're, you're reacting and not respond. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so he's shaking this map oh, of the United no. States at her. And she finally harangues him into driving her back to her building, where he understandably demands that she get out of his cab. <laughs> really? He tells her to hurry, and she writes, I can't hurry. Go, the cabbie insists. I'm not taking you to anywhere. You're very awful. I don't want you anymore. And she responds, no one does. So she's trying to get out of the backseat of this cab, and she tells him, look at me. And he does, and is like he sees this very pregnant... And then she continues, my life is worse than yours in this moment. I'm alone. Look, see, I am pregnant and alone. It hurts to even breathe. I'm trying to get through it, but I'm by myself every night and every morning and no one, nothing helps. I'm sorry I yelled. I can't get my shoes on anymore. Oh, my heart is breaking it's so, for this it's, poor girl. Mm, please, I know I'm awful. It's been made clear to me. Oh. Poor dear. As noted, this letter is an apology to the man telling him that, you know, her drama of that day may have been a hangnail compared to his whole life. And that, of course, she has no idea what had happened to him that morning or that year or when he was a child. She says that she is aware of her good fortune and that her life is easier than most. And she writes this, which I think is a wonderful piece of perspective. Quote, you were a living reminder of what I always professed to believe, that you never know what happened to someone that day, so try to cut some slack. But being bound by my own ropes, I was unable to give you that. I realize now that whatever I was walking through was a part of my life, 
one piece of a bigger story that is mostly beautiful. Being bound by my own ropes. Isn't that a nice mm -hmm. way to say it? Yeah. I really hope that the cabbie did... Eventually end up reading this? Discover this book. You hope things. In 2019... It's our holiday wish for the cab driver <laughs> out there. If you want... <laughs> you're listening to this podcast and you once drove a very angry pregnant woman in 2003 Who or so. couldn't tie her shoes. Like, pregnancy is tough. I mean, I don't know. I've never been pregnant, but... Right. The stories are uniform in Yes. Yeah. Bless her heart. The hormones. And then to have a breakup and a heartbreak and, like, whole Just, thing. Oh, it's tragic. In 2019, Billy the ex, accompanied the pair's teenage son to an awards show to celebrate their ex and their mother, Mary Louise Parker, who was being honored at the International Women of Vision Awards. The Daily Mail had some pictures of the two guys, you know, like, bros, be quote, beaming with pride oh, at good. her accomplishments. That's very nice. So in the scheme of things, yes, I guess all's well that ends well. But boy, that middle part can really leave a mark. And it does seem like for all involved in this triangle, life and loves and careers went on, but it seems to have really, really left a mark. Oh, the heart wants what the heart wants. No word on the cabbie, unfortunately. <laughs> have you seen my map? <laughs> I can drive you to Ontario. <laughs> Thanks, crew from the Absolutely. Midway Pub. Great suggestion to lead us out for the end of season 12 Trashy Breakups. Mm -hmm. We will be back with our first Trashy Breakup of ooh, season, season 13. 13 on January the 5th. We can't wait to see you back for that. Holy in, cats. In, in the meantime. Yeah. Enjoy your holiday season. Stay safe. Protect your heart. Squeeze in some downtime if you can. I hope everyone can. I'm going to be watching Sunset Boulevard. Me too. For our Patreon Trash Panda Movie Club, mm -hmm. which we're going to be doing on January 2nd. We're going to be working on stories for you for season 13. Mm -hmm. Holy cats. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. What a ride. 2021 has been and we do have an episode coming for you for sunday it'll it'll be a little maybe something a little different we do but this will be the last chance we have to wish you all the happy holidays before christmas boxing day kwanzaa hanukkah's pat just Hanukkah happy everything y'all mm -hmm. happy everything we appreciate you so much it has been a spectacular and slightly traumatic year here we're happy to be done with it moving on we couldn't have made it without y'all thanks trash pandas could not have and we're looking forward to hopefully a, a slightly more sedate 2022 <laughs> just i wouldn't make any damn predictions uh, no nah, i'm just not real slow this is just all my fingers are crossed that's all that's hey all until we see you on sunday keep your hands clean keep your hearts trashy keep your Trashy hearts, also very warm and merry. We love y'all. Have a terrific week. We'll see you Sunday. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Bye, friends. Bye.
And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at CarbonMade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram. And definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at TrashyDivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at TrashyDivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at Patreon.com slash TrashyDivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.